Today is November 12th, 2023. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. Welcome to another Boxing Edition. This one is about something that has really taken over the boxing news as of late. Partially because there isn't any big fights this weekend or next weekend. We're really kind of just waiting around for the huge event that takes place on September 30th. The Canelo Alvarez versus Jamel Charlo fight. And the entire card, really. But that leaves a void. And in that time, the headlines have pretty much been invaded by bullshit. You have negotiation talks. You have fights that people think are possible or fighters trash talking each other about fights that are nowhere near being made. It's just a lot of smoke and mirrors at this point. We want big fights right now. And that's not to say we haven't gotten a plethora of them. Because trust me. If you haven't been following boxing, you're missing out. 2023 has been a banner year for the sport. It's actually been one of the best years in the history of the sport, both commercially and critically. It's been that good. But there's been a couple of weeks with a gap here. So we're building that anticipation for the big fight that I just mentioned. And whenever we hear these little tidbits of news, and I use that word news loosely because the media in boxing is piss poor. The bar is so low that we settle for anything. We settle for these nuggets of information that are being spread with really no facts to back it up. In other words, what we're getting here is stuff like the Shakur Stevenson and Frank Martin situation. Now, there were rumors for quite some time in boxing circles and diehard fan forums and direct messages on various social media accounts. People were talking about Frank Martin versus Shakur Stevenson being in the works. That was known for the people really, really following it, right? Then we hear from what the likes of Mike Coppinger and Dan Raphael, and they're saying that the talks are true, the rumor is true, and that there was a purse bid scheduled in the event that these two couldn't come to an agreement. Then before that deadline for the purse bid, we see the news that they both came to an agreement. So there was no need for a purse bid because we have a deal in place agreed to by both parties. That was the report. Now, if this was only Mike Coppinger, and I won't even call him Coppinger, I'll call him Mike Coppinger. If he was the only name tied to this report, I would have my doubts, but he wasn't. We also saw Dan Rayfield report this. We also saw Jake Donovan report this. This was discussed by many credible boxing sources. This was also mentioned by Shakur Stevenson himself. So I have no reason not to believe that these two guys didn't have an agreement in place. So you can imagine my surprise when a couple of days later, maybe three, four days max, after it was announced they had an agreement, it comes out that the deal is no longer in place. Frank Martin is not taking the fight. What? What the hell are we doing in the sport of boxing? That's my question. We have these fighters who claim they're the best. They want the smoke. They're willing to fight anybody. Put a deal in front of me. I'll sign it. Doesn't matter. I'll take B-side money to prove that I'm the A-side. These guys talk and talk and talk. And then when contracts get put in front of them, for some reason, they don't sign them. We could call it ducking, we can call it dodging, we can call it being a pussy, 
We can call it whatever we want. The fact is, certain fighters are not doing what they claim they're willing to do. They're not as confident as they think they are. I saw people defending Frank Martin for not taking the fight, saying we don't know the details. And I agree, we don't know the details. But what we do know is Frank Martin agreed to the deal. And then three days later said, I disagree with the deal. Call it whatever you want. I call it a dunk. Is that the correct term? Maybe it's not the right word. Maybe I should say he simply wasn't okay with the terms in the contract. He did not agree with the low ball that was given to him. Listen, we can get into those little details and be cute about it. At the end of the day, the dude didn't want the fight. So we can dance around it all we want. But the fact is, if this was the other way around, if this was Shakur Stevenson saying, I disagree, after agreeing three days prior, me, almost every other boxing podcaster, Dan, would be bashing Shakur Stevenson. Twitter would be on his ass pause. We have to be consistent. We can't bash a core for what he did in the Devin Haney situation, which was decline the 25%, even though it was against a guy who had been on pay-per-view, a guy who took risks and went to another country twice, and who has all the belts in that division. Shakur said no to that, and we bashed him for it, and he deserved to be bashed. But now, when the shoes on the feet of Frank Martin, we have to say the same thing. I like Frank Martin a lot. I think he's supremely talented. He's an amazing athlete. He's a fast learner because he started the sport late. He's a really good fighter. Seems like a really good dude. That doesn't matter. If my father ducked Shakur Stevenson, I'm going to say, Dad, you ducked Shakur Stevenson. Frank Martin is ducking Shakur Stevenson, regardless of his reason, unless, and here's the important part, unless he's fighting Javante Tank Davis. If Frank Martin comes out and announces a fight against Javante Tank Davis, I have zero issue with Frank Martin. He's taking a bigger fight. To me, he's taking a riskier fight, and he's taking a fight worth a lot more money and with a lot more to gain. I have no issue with that. But if this is from what's being reported, and I don't know if this is true, this is coming from Shakur's side, saying that Frank Martin wanted 50-50. If that is true, then I stand by my statement. This guy is avoiding the fight. He's doing the exact same thing that Shakur Stevenson did with Devin Haney. The problem is Shakur isn't some huge star to demand 50-50. And especially against a guy who has accomplished what Haney's accomplished, but Frank Martin is much less of a star than Shakur is. So who does he think he is? Who do these guys both think they are? To sit here and say, I want 50-50. You're not getting that, nor do you deserve it. What are you doing? Just say you don't want the fight. If Frank Martin had a valid excuse other than waiting for Tank, which I would imagine you would have to wait to announce that fight officially, but if he has some other valid excuse or an excuse that he believes is valid, why hasn't he come out and said it? All he said is, 
I didn't duck anything. And then he says, I didn't want 50-50. So tell us what you did want. Stop telling us what didn't happen. Tell us the reason so we can stop assuming things. Because right now I'm assuming you just don't want to fight Shakur Stevenson. That's what I'm assuming. Because if you did, you would sign the contract, especially since you agreed on the deal already. If you had an issue with the deal, why did you not have an issue three days ago? All of a sudden, you wake up a few days later. Actually, no, I don't like the way that was worded in the contract. Dude, you either want the fight or you don't. If these guys were that confident, and I'm saying the same thing with Shakur against Haney or any other fighter who isn't taking what they think isn't worth it. For guys that haven't had that signature victory yet, and that victory comes knocking, and the deal isn't exactly the amount of money you want, I would still advise them to take the fight if they're confident. Because if you're confident, go in there, beat the A-side, then you become the A-side. That's how things work in the sport of boxing. They've worked that way for a very long time. The easy and most simple example I can give people, because he's so well-known and it's so easy to digest the names that I'm about to say, Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar was obviously the massive star. Floyd Mayweather wasn't that breakthrough star yet. He was big, but he wasn't even close to being a household name at that time. The knock on Floyd Mayweather at one point, believe it or not, was that he can't sell fights. He's a supremely talented guy, an exceptional boxer, has all the technical ability in the world, but people said, you know what? I don't know if that guy can fill an arena. And hindsight sounds insane. But that was the knock on Floyd. So for him to go through it and for him to take some risk and take less money here and there for certain fights to get where he got to, for these other guys, this young generation to come in and say, oh, I'm not willing to do that, when they basically all idolize Floyd, is really a slap in the face to Floyd and the legacy that he paved, the road that he paved for these guys to come into his gym and get notoriety that way and become social media stars and tie their names to the Mayweather gym. Not saying they all did that, but a lot of these young guys did do that. And for them to see how they move in their professional careers is comical because they could say they're students of Floyd, this and that, but really you're not. Because if you were, you would take the risks necessary to become the star that Floyd Mayweather became. I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, though. I just want to keep it on Shakur and Frank. At the end of the day, Frank, why don't you tell us your reason for not taking the fight? I think that'd be the best way to clear it up. It's been a few days. I've actually purposely waited a few days before recording this to see if any new information came out. And Frank really hasn't said much other than the two things that I stated earlier. He's left us to believe he simply doesn't want the fight. But like I said, if it's a tank fight that he's announcing, that'll be amazing. Then Shakur can fight Edwin De Los Santos, and we get two solid fights instead of just one. Because while I'd love to see Frank versus Shakur, I'd be just as happy, if not more excited, to see Frank versus Tank. I think that's an explosive matchup. And I think Edwin De Los Santos is somebody that deserves a fight with Shakur. Because Shakur Stevenson is a guy that would have you believe nobody calls him out Nobody wants to fight him. He calls himself a boogeyman. I don't think so because guys like Edwin De Los Santos have been saying your name for multiple, multiple years or months, whatever it was. It's been a long time and it's been multiple times where Edwin De Los Santos has made it a point to call out Shakur Stevenson, whether it was 
in a post-fight uh, interview or it was on his social media or it was a live video on YouTube, whatever it was, he's called out Shakur many times and Shakur has kind of dismissed him, basically doesn't mention him until recently. So now it seems like there's a real possibility of that fight happening. I think that would be a good one. I like um, Edwin De Los Santos's power. I like the boxing ability that he displayed against Adorno in his last fight, a fight where people thought he, would gonna get, he was going to get outboxed. That didn't happen. Shakur would have to be favored in that fight heavily against Edwin De Los Santos, but it's a fight I definitely would love to see. Another thing about this event that I found interesting was the date. The date was November 16th. If you look at your calendar, that is on a Thursday. A lot of people were wondering why. Well, the reason Bob Arum wanted Shakur to fight on a Thursday is because there's a massive F1 event, racing event, taking place in Las Vegas. I believe it's their first time in Vegas or first time for a big event. One or the other, I don't follow F1. If you do, you can correct me. But either way, they're having a massive event in Vegas during that weekend. And Bob Arum, the head of top rank, believes the fans that come into Vegas for F1 and are already in Vegas looking for things to do or whatever are going to attend the Shakur Stevenson fight. Is there a crossover in fan bases? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not going to pretend I do. Maybe Bob Arum knows something that we don't know. Bob Arum has been doing this a long time. Does he have his flaws? Absolutely. But sometimes he pulls the, the rabbit out of the hat. He has a trick up his sleeve. Maybe this is one of them. We'll have to see. It seems to me that that date is going to continue for Shakur, regardless of if it's Frank Martin or not. They're looking for that new opponent, and we'll have to see if it remains on that Thursday. But my major concern wasn't that it was on a Thursday. It was the competition. As most of you, I'm sure, know, the NFL just began. Week one was fantastic. My Cowboys destroyed the Giants 40-0, but that's neither here nor there. The NFL's back, and Thursdays, mean Thursday night football. If you look at November 16th, if you look at the NFL schedule, that Thursday you have a great matchup between Cincinnati and Baltimore. The Ravens against the Bengals. You have Lamar Jackson against Joe Burrow. You have two of the most dynamic athletes in the sport of football taking place in a divisional matchup, a primetime game. It's going to be explosive. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to see it. So my thing is, I'm not even a Ravens fan or a Bengals fan. And I can't wait to see that game. How many other boxing fans are feeling that way? That's what I'm wondering. How many of us are going to watch Shakur versus Edwin De Los Santos or whoever it is instead of the Ravens Bengals? Or at least a good chunk of that game, depending on how long the fight lasts. That's my concern with it. We're in an era where TV ratings are plummeting. Every show is dropping in ratings, except for the NFL. The NFL is a juggernaut. The NFL defies all rules when it comes to cable statistics. We're in a time where streaming is top dog for most of us. There's so many different shows, so many different forms of entertainment. Every week there's a new show that people talk about. I can hardly keep up. But the NFL gets those ratings no matter what. Each year it seems to grow, which is insane. So to go head-to-head -head with that sounds like a dumb move. But again, like I said, maybe Bob Arum knows something that we don't. Maybe I'm in the rarity here. Maybe most boxing fans that listen to this podcast are saying, you know what, I don't care about the Ravens or Bengals. I'm watching Shakur Stevenson. If that's you, 
good. We need more boxing fans like that. Me personally, I don't know what I'm going to do that day. Am I going to miss the fight entirely? Absolutely not. I'm known for DVRing shit and going through extreme measures to stay off my phone and avoid certain things so I don't get spoiled. I don't want to see the results of the fight or the game, whatever it is. So I'll do what I have to do to avoid spoilers and then watch them both when I have time to watch both. But I will figure it out. Trust me. I'm not going to miss the fight. I'm not going to miss the game. That just doesn't happen. But yeah, that's something to look forward to. November 16th. Pretty sure that's the date Shakur is going to fight on. We just don't know who it's going to be against. Hopefully it's Edwin De Los Santos at this point. But Frank Martin, you have a lot of explaining to do. I'm not just going to back up Frank Martin because I'm a fan of his boxing. Sorry, that's not how this podcast works. That's not how I work. I want to know why he's avoiding a fighter. I'm not going to cut any slack one way or another. Like I said, I bash Shakur for the moves that he's made, and I'll bash Frank Martin, and I would bash Errol Spence if he was making moves like this, but he seems to be the only guy in the sport who tells the truth. Speaking of Errol Spence, supposedly he has activated the rematch clause. That was rumored to take place in December. We're still waiting for confirmation on that. But I believe the contract stated that the rematch had to take place in the year of 2023. So we're starting to build up this end of the year schedule. We got the Canelo fight end of this month. We have a Shakur event. <laughs> we're going to have to wait to see who the opponent is. On November 16th, we have Bam versus Sonny Edwards taking place in December. Supposedly, Javante Tank Davis is coming back in December. We're still waiting on what's good with Deontay Wilder who was in negotiations with Andy Ruiz. We don't know where that's gone. We're still waiting on an update on that. For confirmed fights, we have Joe Joyce versus Big Bang Zhang, the rematch. That's going to be September 23rd. That'll be fireworks. We already know how those two guys get down. A week later, we have another heavyweight fight that I think is severely underrated. It's flying under the radar. It's taking place the same day as the Canelo fight, but it's going to be earlier in the day, so you won't have to choose between the two. It's a heavyweight clash between Otto Valin and Murat Gassiev. Trust me, if you're not familiar with these two fighters, check this out. This is going to be a banger. Two heavyweights who come to fight. Otto Valin had success against Tyson Fury. Many people could argue that fight would have got stopped if it wasn't for the referee. This guy, Otto Valin, had Tyson Fury leaking, bleeding bad. Go back and watch that fight. A lot of fights get stopped because of excessive blood from a bad cut. This could have been one of them, but they had the right referee who let the fight continue. I'm not saying it was a robbery or anything like that. I'm saying go back and watch that fight. You would not be shocked if that fight was stopped. That's all I'm saying. And Otto Valin would have been awarded the victory. That's who Otto Valin is. He's going up against Murat Gassiev. Murat Gassiev was a monster at cruiserweight. What's he going to look like at heavyweight? I'm not too sure. I haven't really seen him fight at heavyweight. He's been under the radar. He's not a big star, but he's a big puncher. That's for sure. This guy's 30 and 1, 23 knockouts. Who's his loss to? Some guy. You may have heard of him. Alexander Usyk. And that fight went the distance. Since then, he's knocked out four consecutive fighters. So him and Otto Valin will be a good one. He's campaigning at heavyweight now. Again, I haven't really seen him much at heavyweight. I've seen highlights of the knockouts, but
but I haven't really been able to gauge the competition he's fighting or anything like that. But I will be locked in the 23rd, excuse me, the 30th of September. Otto Valine versus Marat Gassiev. You do not want to miss that one. And then you can fast forward to October. I believe October 15th, you have another excellent fight. That is taking place in the division that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving in my favorite division. If you've been listening to the podcast, you already know what I'm about to say. 154. That division just produces magic every few months. This one will probably be no different. You have Tim Zhu, a guy who has been on fire as of late, who was supposed to fight Jermel Charlo. As we know, Jermel is moving up to fight Canelo instead. So Tim Zhu is fighting Brian Mendoza. Brian Mendoza coming off the knockout, the vicious knockout of Sebastian Fundora. The towering inferno. Well, Mendoza sent the towering inferno crashing down like a ton of bricks. It was a bad knockout. It was vicious. It was brutal. It was everything you want to see in the sport of boxing. Brian Mendoza has another opportunity in front of him when he takes on Tim Zhu. That one is a matchup between two guys with chips on their shoulders who have a lot to prove and both come forward and both look for stoppages. This is going to be a fun one. That's October 15th. That pretty much rounds out the schedule so far. Not to say that other fights aren't going to get added, but I think if we look closely, we have a lot of quality in front of us. We just have to support these fights and watch how they play out. But I have a feeling they're going to be fantastic. And then, of course, you can't forget about the 140-pound title fight. You have Devin Haney, the undisputed champion at 135, moving up, challenging, big puncher, Regis Program. That is also in October. That is one that I'm really interested in. I know some people were hating on it because they wanted something else. Don't be a fool. Just because you wanted something else doesn't mean the thing you're getting is trash. That's not how things work. Yes, I get it. Regis Progre is coming off a horrible performance, arguably the worst of his career. But don't let that erase everything else he's done. This guy, you want to talk about boogeymen in boxing, Regis Progre was avoided for quite some time. Don't get it twisted. He's still one of the biggest punchers in the division. He's coming off a bad performance at home. We're in an era where we've seen a lot of quality champions struggle in their hometown fights. We've seen it with Josh Taylor. We've seen it with Tia Fimo. We've seen it with J-Rock, Julian Williams. There's been a lot of guys recently, obviously Progray being the most recent, where these guys will have the hometown fight and really struggle in it. I'm not saying that Regis is going to bounce back and be himself against Haney and look as good as he's always looked because he is getting up there in age. And when you get up there in age, in your mid to late 30s, at a light weight or 140 pounds or one even 147, you tend to see guys fade because these weight classes are filled with speed and athleticism. Maybe Regis got old overnight and he really is falling off, but maybe he shows up in the biggest fight of his career against Devin Haney and puts on a brilliant performance. We'll have to wait and see. I personally am excited about the fight. If you don't like the fight, let me know why. You can follow me on Twitter at someone else. You can hit me up on Instagram at someone else with an underscore at the end of it. You tell me. All I know is there are a good amount of good to great fights left on the schedule, but I still believe more things are going to be added. We just have to be patient with it. The one thing I don't want to see is these false reports 
or these negotiation reports. I don't care about negotiations. Let me know when the fight is signed, sealed, delivered with a date, a venue, a weight, and all that. Miss me with the bullshit of these guys are talking about fighting. Well, yeah, I'm talking about getting a million dollars. Do I have it on me? No. So who cares what I'm talking about? I want to see the fights. Sign the fights, then tell us. That's my little rant on that. Tune in next week. I'm going to have the preview. Canelo Alvarez versus Jamel Charlo. This is all I got for you guys this week. But the big one, I'm breaking it down next week. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You could follow on Spotify. You could follow on Apple. Give me that five-star review if you get a chance. I really appreciate it, as I do each and every one of you. I appreciate every second, even if you turn this damn thing off 10 seconds in. I appreciate you for clicking on it. Appreciate you for listening. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the fights. I'm out.